Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome back. Welcome back to another week. Welcome back to another episode. Welcome back to If I Didn't Laugh, I'd Cry. How are you all doing? How has your week been? How has work been? And if you've been off, what have you used your time for? Yeah, I'm actually recording this on a Thursday. I'm going to have to edit this on a Thursday so I can post it on a Thursday so that when you wake up early in the morning, it's there. It's available for you guys. So how am I doing? Pressure. The pressure is getting worse. Yeah, I've been traveling for work. I've been away from home since um, since Tuesday and went to Bristol. And then today, finished in Bristol, I've had to literally vomit down the motorway. And now I'm in Luton. You know what I mean? Mrs. Traveler. Yeah? <laughs> Nothing glamorous. I used to dream. I used to absolutely dream and envy the people who like, I'm traveling for business. I used to think, oh my word. How glamorous. That's going to be me. Oh, I've been staying in hotels, you know. And so I'm just so busy with work. I travel for work and, and work reimbursed me. Now I'm living that life. I'm thinking, no. Mm-mm. No way. <laughs> hotels, tired. I don't, you know, I can never settle. Is it just me? Am I weird that I prefer home? You understand me. But you know what? The upside is I do like seeing um, some people that I don't often see from work. Um, and that's usually quite good. But yeah, it's not just what it's not what I thought it would be, you know. And as we heard from Fuzz, I, I think I kept it in, to be fair. But her job, she travels, she actually travels um, abroad. And she was like, yeah, no, it's not what, <laughs> it's not as glamorous as it looks. Listen, I believe her because this is not at all as glamorous as I, as I thought um, it would be when I used to watch corporate people, listen to corporate people complain about the corporate problems. And I used to think, you know what, I wish, lol, lol. But I hope you're all doing well and I hope your week has been good. Um, and if it hasn't been good, what's up? What's up? You know what I mean? Can you change anything about it? Is there something you can do, right, to make, to change the circumstances? If the answer is no, then there we go. And if the answer is yes, then change it. You get me? 
But I've got an exciting show because it's exciting for me because this is, is it. This is, whoa. This is, this is, this is, this is, this is, if I didn't laugh, I'd cry. If the sound is weird, then shall we just all blame the hotel? Not, not blame the fact that I could have recorded this earlier on in the week, but I didn't have the time. Give me a break. So if the sound is strange, um, it's the hotel. Um, but yeah, got an exciting show. Got some embarrassing, if I didn't laugh, I'd cry stories right i've got some advice stories and i've got a sprinkle of god in there so i mean what could be more exciting than that <sighs> it's getting very very tough to rant when my life is just la 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 roses no stress i think no, I've already ranted about this, bad drivers. Maybe I'm a bad driver, TBF. I don't think I am. I, th I thought I was, but I was highly mistaken because I'm not a bad driver. But something to rant about. No, I've got nothing this week. I've got nothing this week. My mind has been focused on positive vibes that I have nothing to rant about. You know what I'm saying? So let's get into the embarrassing if I didn't laugh at cry stories. Yeah, and maybe as we progress, I will rant about something because it's never long. It's never long with Tawonga, right? I could start a nice embarrassing if I didn't laugh at cry story, then realize I have got something to rant about, something that's been pressing on my mind for years, for years. Right. Let me tell you um, some stories that I read that I thought these are jokes. This might be TMI, right? This might be TMI. So, a uh, slight disclaimer, you get me? Slight disclaimer on this story. It reads, I was on a road trip with some friends. We stopped for some petrol and a toilet break. I walked into an empty men's room, uh, toilet, with my best friend right there behind me. And I take the closest of the three urinals. Rah. <laughs> I can't. Read. I'm gonna start again. I was on a road trip with some friends. We stopped for petrol and a toilet break. I walked into an empty to uh, men's room with my best friend right behind me, and I take the closest of the three urinals. In a rare break from the bro code, my friend takes the one right next to me, but the urinals have dividers, so not a major infraction. But still, I want to teach him a lesson. Right. I, I think maybe men are touchy about, you know, other men standing right next to them in the urinals. So as is in full stream, I reach around the divider and grab his elbow and shake the heck out of it in, a, in an attempt to get him to wet um, to wee all over himself. <laughs> Suddenly, I hear this strange voice say, well, I didn't know you wanted to hold my hand. I slowly lean back and look to my left only to see my friend at the far urinal leaning back and looking at me. O-M-G. Turns out an elderly man had ghosted into the restroom <laughs> between me and my friend and took the urinal between us. He actually thought it was funny. My friend collapsed in the corner laughing and that's how I <laughs> 
this is a bit that made me laugh because it's so daft. And that's how I molested an old man. <laughs> In a service stop. <laughs> how can you say you molested somebody? <laughs> it's so stupid. But that is really, 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 really extremely embarrassing. And what is it about men getting touchy about some somebody else coming to stand next to them? Why have your rhinos if there is an unwritten rule that no one should stand next to you? Why should there be a gap? All right, since you look like to stand up and just, you know, whack it out in the open. Oh, too much information. Let me move on before I start painting pictures that causes one to sin. <laughs> uh, anyway, another if I didn't laugh, I'd cry story. This one is American, I think, so I'm just going to read it. But yeah, I was at an NFL game and something and something I had eaten earlier had wrecked my stomach and left me with horrible gas. Disclaimer, another TMI one. Yeah, so if you're eating, stop listening right now or skip ahead. Like the kind which clears the room, it is so bad. I was walking up the stairs to my seat mid-game and I really had to let one rip. Right then the crowd cheered and I thought the moment was right. You know, the scenes are set. You get it, yeah? The scenes were set. The opportunity was there. My guy thought, right now, this is the moment. It's now or never, yeah, to make it dramatic. What I didn't realize is that my bum was at the same level as a woman sitting in her seat on the aisle. And I literally, <laughs> I literally farted right in her ear. <laughs> I looked back at her and she looked at me with shock and disgust. I quickly turned away and climbed the stairs as fast as I could and blended into the crowd. I still think about her from time to time and how horrible that must have been for her and how cringe um, that was and what an idiot I was. Laugh out loud from me because that is jokes when i read this it actually triggered a story um and you know what i skim read these things <laughs> but i knew that this was a one that triggered one for me yeah especially especially the the fighting in somebody's ear basically but it triggered a memory so i've got an older brother i think i've mentioned it that i'm the third born always had a third born complex you know what i mean middle child complex yeah gary so i've got an older brother and one time I can <laughs> one time my older brother were in the bedroom and you know siblings siblings are daft with each other yeah so he was like Tonga can you come and smell my bum it smells like perfume and I was like nah I know you're tricking me yes I said no you're tricking me you're tricking me I know it doesn't he goes I promise you it smells so nice it smells like perfume and I was obviously much younger than him. So now he's starting to convince me. Yeah. He's like, I've just smelled, it smells so good. Come and smell it. Come and smell it. It smells like it's amazing. And I was like, yeah. Yes, I swear. So now I'm curious. I swear, like, yeah, it smells nice. <laughs> he goes, just smell my bum. Right. 
So I was like, cool, I'll smell your bum if it smells amazing. So he bends over. And I'm, so I'm about to take, I'm, as I'm doing, yeah, in a dramatic way, because that's what kids do. We can't just have a normal, natural sniff. We've got to really take it in. My man lets one rip. I can taste it till this day. I was in bits. <laughs> I was not happy with it. It was so disgusting. It was, this is TMI, guys, but it was them warm, warm ones. You know the ones that I'm talking about from the gut, from within. It wasn't wind, brother, yeah? That was a, that was a disease. That was an infection that came out of him. I was mortified. I was so upset. But the bigger feeling that I felt was embarrassed because I knew my instincts told me that my man was trying to trick me. My instincts said, my man is trying to trick you. And I said, you're trying to trick me. But somehow he twisted my elbows, you know what I mean? And pulled my knees. And I thought, hmm. Let me trust him. Maybe, maybe his bum does smell like perfume. <laughs> oh my God, I can still smell it. I'm so upset. I'm so upset. And speaking of my older brother, yeah? You know what? Maybe he's giving me trauma. Maybe this is trauma. Let me let it out. Speaking of our older brother, speaking about him, I just triggered another memory where my mom, <laughs> my mom told me, because I used to be a crybaby when I was younger. Like, I'm talking about separation anxiety. I don't like anybody besides my my mom and my family. I think I'm still like that. I've just grown out of that crying every single time, but I still prefer to be around my family. Um, but my mom, I think to try and get me out of being a crybaby and crying all the time, she told me that um, children who cry all the time weren't going to heaven, like they're sinning. And I took that personally. Because I knew I cried all the time. I knew. So, <laughs> first of all, yeah, mom, if you're listening, that was nasty. That was nasty. Yeah, you played with my heart and my mind because, yo. But I thought to myself, not on my watch. Not on my watch. I am going to get right with God. I am going to tell him that, you know what? I'm so sorry for being a crybaby. So I took myself to a, to a, in empty room and I got on my knees and I was praying out loud. I was like, dear God, in my language jobs, dear God, I'm so sorry for crying, Pepani, <laughs> for crying all the time. <laughs> I'm going to change. And as I'm pouring my heart to God, right? <laughs> Repenting for my crying, for my sins. My older brother walks by, he was listening, he was ears dropping and he started laughing at me. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? And guess what? Broke down crying right there and then I was like, yeah. and I was just thinking that the kingdom of God is getting further and further away from me. I was so upset. I was beside myself because here I am trying to repent so I can get into heaven because I don't want to be a crybaby anymore. Some guy is busy laughing at me and he's upsetting me and hurting my feelings and I'm crying. I didn't even say amen, guys. I didn't even say amen. To this day, I haven't said amen and started crying. So then I really I grew up and realized that my mom was just being nasty. 
<laughs> my mom was not being very fair. She was just trying to get me to stop crying. But yeah, it's just how kids express themselves, bro. Tears are unspoken words. Yeah, parents would be wise to listen. Just gonna play Agony Aunt for a little bit longer. You get it? Play Agony Aunt because no one has asked me to do this. So I will. <laughs> Absolutely no one has requested for this. So I will give my unsolicited advice. You know, you know the vibes. Okay. Now, the first one that was like, oh, the first question is, how do I control my emotions? Today's been a lot emotionally and not even in a bad way, though I do have a serious problem. I feel things so extremely and experience emotions in such a visceral manner and I don't know how to control it. Even good feelings get turned up super high for me and my reactions to things reflect that. I feel like when I'm excited or happy about something, I have to dampen it as to not make people uncomfortable or whatever. I'm riding home from school on my loud bus right now with a bandage on my finger because I lost control of my impulses and hurt myself in class, no less. All of these feelings dialed up, um, dialed all the way up all the time are making things are making me do things I'd never normally do and it's killing me. Plus, it makes me look weird and reactive in front of friends, which is just embarrassing. How do I keep my extreme emotions, positive or negative, under control? I want to feel less strongly. Mm. Oh, I want to feel less strongly. I feel like I read that as if she's saying, I want to feel less strongly. I really want to feel less. No, she wants to feel less strongly. Listen, I'm I like... I am somebody who feels their emotions strongly, but I tend to feel my negative emotions more strongly than my positive emotions. Positive emotions, I I, I just feel them internally. You know what I mean? They, I just feel them within myself. When I'm excited, I literally just say, I'm so excited. That's as far as I go. I'm so excited. When I'm happy, I say, I'm so happy. And that's far as I go. But when it comes to like negative emotions all my days like I can feel those so much and it's so intensely it's super 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 intense and I didn't realize this um for such a long time until I was a little bit older I think I in my late 20s to be fair when I realized that I feel things very intensely when it comes to negative emotions when somebody has upset me I feel it very intensely um and it took probably going to court to learn how to control those negative emotions because I used to just release, you know what I mean? In my language, we call it kulalata, when you just run your mouth, you know? Have you ever heard of, like, the little chihuahuas when they're just like, yep, 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 yep. That's exactly me, like, just running your mouth, just talking. Things that I would say would make sense, but they'll be so emotive that it would take away from the words that I was actually saying, the sense that I was making because there's so much emotion built up in it and it's so charged up. I was like a bull, you know, when those bulls, um, I don't know what they're called, you know. Matadors? Are they called matadors? Guys, are they called, who am I talking to, please? I mean, this hotel 
I'm in this room. I'm in this room by myself. I'm like, guys, please, can you confer with me? Are they called matadors? But you know them ones, them them manel who like use like a red uh, tea towel or a red uh, handkerchief, something to to rouse up the balls, and they they just get so much pleasure from that. I think what I don't. If there's sports that I do not get, it's that because I've seen those balls jab their horns up people's bums. I've seen that. They kill people to death. Don't they have like um, a day when they just release the balls on the streets and people, what is that? Is that adrenaline? Do people love that because of the adrenaline that, that, that it gives them? I would be shook. I would be shaking in my boots. But if it was to happen near me, I would definitely watch. But I would, my stomach would be in my bum because I'll be looking going all oh my days. That person is in danger and I'll be like, <sighs> but whenever I watch those videos, whether um, intentionally or unintentionally, I always think, no, this is not fun. This is not a sport, but that's me, the bull. I'm the bull. You get me? Well, not much anymore, but I definitely was the bull. Like, and another thing that I, about my emotions that, um, what happened is I didn't really care how they affected other people. You get me? As long as my point is gotten across and why I, I, it is that you wronged me or a person wronged me, as long as you know, you get me? I don't care how it makes you feel, not even a tiny little bit. But now I do care how it makes people feel unless, obviously, you are certain people because <laughs> I've tried. Let me just leave it. I've said too much. I've said too much. But when it comes to you controlling positive emotions, I don't think, and this is just my personal view, right? I don't think you ought to. Right? I don't think you ought to control your positive emotions. I think it's so, like, I think just be you. If you feel happy and strongly about something, feel happy and strongly about something. You understand? And if you feel so happy and strongly about something, um, because... Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Because you're so excited or whatever, just do it. 
You know what I mean? If your friends are really your friends, they will definitely understand that this is who you are. You feel positive emotions strongly and that's all good. I think the emotions that you do probably need to learn to master and to learn to control is the negative emotions because if you feel those intensely and you lash out and it can get borderline toxic, you get it? Borderline toxic and by borderline, borderline I mean definitely toxic. So, obviously, your girl has got some Bible verses um, when it comes to um, negative emotions to probably help with the dealing of, you know what I mean? And what the Bible says about negative emotions, especially like emotions like anger. So, in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 26, it says, Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath, nor give place to evil, no, nor give place to the devil. Yeah? Be angry, bro. It's all good, but don't let it sit. Don't let it fester. Don't let the sun go down before you just rid yourself of that emotion. So I feel like the best way to do that is to learn to master your emotions, is to learn to master your anger, is to investigate and identify what is actually making you angry. You get me? And work through that one by one. I tend to have conversations with myself, like in my head, I tend to say what I would want to say. Then I tend to say what I would want to hear if it was me on the receiving end. You understand me and how I would want it to be communicated. So before I would just say a lot, but now I tend to say few, right? But I tend to just keep it to the facts. You get me? I tend to keep it to the facts and I tend to um, just say how I'm feeling. This has made me sad. This has angered me because there's no point of me just talking, talking, talking to demonstrate my anger when I can just say I'm angry, you get me. Um, and no one can really hold that against me because everybody's allowed to be angry. Everybody's allowed to be disappointed and sad. Everybody's allowed to feel anything that they want to feel. But don't sin. Don't let that fester within your spirit because that's when you start becoming resentful of people, etc., etc. Yeah. The next verse is taken from Proverbs 25, chapter. 20 bruh proverbs 25 verse 28 and i really 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 like this verse really like this verse i've been knowing this verse since i was a teenager and it made sense to me but the way i understood it before to the way i understand it now completely different but both ways are valid because yeah so it says a man without self-control is like a city broken into and left without walls. Now, I hope that is deep, as deep to everybody as it was to me. Now, if you lack self-control, if you lack self-control when it comes to your spirit, your emotions, yeah? The way I used to understand this verse was like self-control over anything. <laughs> self-control over anything I used to be like deep and it made sense then but I think I, I applied it to um I used to have a little boyfriend yeah Mormon Junior and Mormon Junior is just one of those guys I don't know how to describe Mormon Junior but my guy was not good for me 
my guy was probably a very, very jealous guy. But now I understand as I've grown older, I think we tend to project what it is that we're doing ourselves. Mom and Junior definitely definitely before anything actually happened yeah and I'm just gonna put a pin in that one day I'll speak about it but he was getting up to no good like he used to just flirt with everybody like I don't let me not reveal too much in it it's still it's still a person but he used to you know do things that were untoward and then he used to project those things on me as if I'm doing it yeah as if I've been doing it so I had even found this verse and I quoted him because I don't think he had any self-control when it, when it came to uh, other girls, etc. So I used to understand it as that kind of self-control, but it, it's a self-control in your spirit. It's a self-control of your emotions, yeah? Negative emotions. So I'm just going to make that clear. You know, some a person without self-control in their spirit, in their, you know, in their emotions... Right. If you've got no self-control of your own spirit, it's like a city that's been broken into and left without walls. You are vulnerable. You are showing your hand. You are vulnerable. You know, anybody can control you. Anybody can control and manipulate your emotions because they know exactly which buttons to push. Now, if I'm misinterpreting this, get at me. Let me know. But this is how I understand it. And it's a bad position to be in. You understand me. You've got to be aware of what emotions you're putting out there and how they're coming across. Basically, if you are going to be angry, know that I am angry. Know that why you're angry. Because if you're just carelessly angry and you angry, <laughs> my malaria is coming out. If you're carelessly angry and you're just like I was doing, lalattering and just doing the most yap, yap, yapping, you are definitely giving away certain um, positions of yourself that other people might be recording. Okay, cool. I know what to do now to uh, to arouse her spirit to anger. I know exactly how to push the buttons, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. You get it. And that's like a city being broken into and left without walls. You're just left bare, no defenses. You get me? Nothing. Um. So yeah. And the last verse, um, when it comes to these um, emotions, is Proverbs 19. Let's all go there. I know you got your Bibles ready. Come on. Proverbs 19, verse 11. Yeah. The discretion of a man makes him slow to anger and his glory is to overlook a transgression. Do you get it? Do you get it? If somebody angers you, your glory is to overlook it. Now, let's not get it twisted. It doesn't mean that somebody should take you for a Mickey Mouse. You get it. But don't let these things sit don't let these things sit and fester don't hold grudges don't hold on to these negative emotions master how to deal with negative emotions and like I said the way I dealt with it was actually what personally it was it took me realizing that I kept on giving my positions away it took my family telling me yo Calm down. Don't don't be too quick to speak. <laughs> Until I realized, yeah, I shouldn't be too too quick to speak when it comes to certain things. And I learned a different strategy, to be honest with you, because 
I tend to feel negative emotions when I feel like people are being really stupid and taking me for for an idiot, especially when I feel like I am talking logic. But the different strategy is to just ask questions. If you're feeling angry, if you're feeling negative emotions, ask questions, right? So that the person realizes this, but take a breath. I also realize that when I get a text that is annoying me, I don't have to respond straight away. I don't have to. I don't have to respond at all, actually, if I decide that this is actually really annoying me, even though I find it very rude when people ignore. So I tend to respond, but I usually respond when I've calmed down and I've digested it and I've processed the thing. You get me? Um, so that's my, though, some things that I put in place. I told myself, breathe, you don't have to. You can respond tomorrow, breathe. Um, and another thing that I did was... I would deep, I would deep exactly what's being said. And again, like I said, have these emotions or these conversations in my head, how I would want to respond. Then I would look at it from the other side and I would respond how I would want somebody to respond to me, if that makes sense. So it's still with respect. You get me. So I would say that that's how you can try and control and manage negative emotions. But as for positive emotions, yo, if you're going to injure yourself because you're feeling so positive and so giddy, injure yourself. You get me? If people are going to look at you strange and say, how odd. Who gets excited like a little child like that? Oh, my days. Get excited like a little child, bro. It's This life is too toxic. This life is too awful, too tough, yeah, for us not to be feeling positive and feeling it in its entirety. Feel it. Feel it, bro. Don't even let people looking at you weird push you down because your tribe, your people will celebrate the way you feel and the way you you are positive about me. I would love to have somebody who feels so positively about life when they feel it. I would love that. In fact, I would want you to be at all my positive events because I know you genuinely be happy for me. <laughs> I can always count on you. <laughs> to be excited and to really show it yeah nowadays people are faking too much you understand me be you when it comes to positive emotion don't dampen yourself don't put out your light don't lessen yourself when it comes to this positivity we need a lot more of that in the world spread that spread that around and be as innocent to it as a child yeah if you are happy about the littlest, tiniest things and they make you happy and that's how you want to react and that's how your natural reaction is, do it. But when it comes to the negativity, if your natural reaction is to erupt like a volcano, then think, breathe. Because we know negative emotions aren't good when it comes to spreading it. They affect people. They affect people and subsequently they affect you. Throughout your whole day, you'll be thinking, oh, I could have done that differently. But when it comes to happy emotions, I don't think I've ever thought, oh, I could have done that differently. I could have been less excited. No, I always think I can be more excited, to be honest with you, because like I said, my personality is I just internalize all the positive stuff. I just say, yep, excited, very happy. I'm so happy with this, but yeah, I wish I was jumping up and down for joy and things like that. I bet you I'm going to get engaged and I'm going to be like, love it. 
I've just gotten engaged and I'm so happy. And then two seconds later, life is still back to normal. <laughs> I'm just, uh, somebody's like, are you excited? I'll just be like, yep, all good. The next question is called, um, out of my chest. I think this is meant to be off my chest, but let me not speculate what this person wanted to say because they have said out of my chest. Yeah, let's go. I am currently crying my heart out. Just finished talking on the phone with my sister. She told me she won't assist church anymore. That will start and she will start attending another one on Sunday. I wanted to invite me to go with her. And my heart just broke. Not because of the other church on Sunday or for not coming to church anymore, but for the hate I he I heard in her voice. I feel like I will never get her back. Not to the religion, but to who she was. She said she doesn't feel connected. She doesn't like it anymore, and that is just too boring. Um, that is just too boring. I tried everything in the right way, that's in brackets, in the right way, but nothing works. I wonder what in the right way means. Yeah. Um, I don't know how to tell my parents. Um, I don't know how to tell my parents. I don't want to break their hearts. They were the best parents. I never pushed us. Neither were obsessed with religion. Nothing they did. Nothing. They did all well. My dad is a pastor and I'm in, pro in the process of becoming one. Watching all this happen and being not able to do anything at all just destroys me. Um, so I would appreciate anything that you could say if it is happening to you or if you've got advice. I just need support through this. Right, listen here, friend, who has definitely not written to you if I didn't laugh, I'd cry, and who is definitely listening to this show. Um, listen here, friend. You can't, it's not your job. Number one, it's not your job to tell your parents because that's your sister's business. You understand me. That's your sister's business. This is her spiritual journey. It's her spiritual walk. Don't take on that responsibility on yourself to be the one who tells your parents, right? And if your parents have never pushed you and been overly religious, then I wonder why it would break their hearts. You understand me. But as for your sister herself, um... All you can do is support her and still be a sibling, a good sibling, you know, still be there for her whenever she needs, still be there for her. Listen, the one thing that I think Christ came to do and demonstrated was to live a godly life, right? And living a godly life is, is the, the, the fulfillment of the law itself is love. He loved everybody. He loved the, the, and showed kindness to the Pharisees, to the Gentiles, to everybody. Yeah, to the Samaritans, to these people, to that people, everybody. So whether people choose to believe or not and choose to walk away from the faith or not, choose to stop this church, to start going to that church, it shouldn't shift anything within you. You know what I'm saying? Because it's not really your job to actually get people to go to God, if that makes sense. If they don't feel the conviction and you have tried, you're ministering and you are showing that love that you are, you are, you are, how would say, 
being the embodiment, that's the word, if you are being the embodiment of Christ, yeah, you are living the way Christ was living, you are showing love, you are showing support, you are not turning them away, you are not condemning them and rebuking them, you are doing what you need to do. You get me? And if every now and then you see scripture that you think, oh, you know what, this resonates with me, let me share this with that person, share it with the person. You understand, but you are not the saviour. You are not the saviour. Let me read you Psalms 41 verse 1, okay? And this is just to demonstrate, um, I would say, ah, I don't know, let me just read it and uh, that I'll expound on why I'm reading it. The fool has said in his heart, there is no God. They are corrupt. They have done abominable works. There is none who does good. Right? That's a fool. That's somebody who chooses to turn their hearts away from God. You understand? This is how they describe, not my words. If you if you uh, take offense to this, then your quarrel, is, your quarrel is not with me. It is with God. Right? But if that's a decision that your sister has made, that's a decision that your sister has made. And your sister is not necessarily turning up, uh, uh, herself away from God as opposed to the Sabbath. She's changing her Sabbath from Saturday to Sunday. Okay. And in 2 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians 5 verse 7, it reads, For we walk by faith, not by sight. Okay? We walk by faith and not by sight. So you having the faith, you possessing faith and your sister possessing faith, we walk by faith, not by sight. So if her heart is still with God and still wants to believe in God, then don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. That's the work of the Holy Spirit. That's why we have a heavenly father. That's why we've got the Holy Spirit to depend on and to rely on. That's why we pray. You get me? Like I said, all you can do is get on your knees and pray and still show that brotherly love and still support your, your sister, right? And in Hebrews 11, Verse 1 to 3, it says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it is the elders obtained, for by it the elders obtained a good testimony. By faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. So this, this um, I thought that this uh, verses especially to, for by it the elders obtained a good testimony. This is your sister's testimony. It's your sister's testimony. Yeah? It's your sister's testimony. It's your sister's life. Let your sister communicate with your parents. Let your sister go and experience what it is that she's looking for and what it is that she needs to experience. And let your sister make her way back if that's what's going to happen. And the reason why I'm saying if that's what's going to happen, let me read you John. Everybody, let's go. Let's go to John chapter 6, verse 44 to 45. Yeah, John 6, verse 44 to 45 reads, No one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws him, and I will raise him up at the last day. 
It is written in the prophets, and they shall be all. Um, it is written in the prophets, and they shall all be taught by God. Therefore, everyone who has heard and learned from the Father comes to me. Let me read that again because I feel like some of you missed it. No one can come to me unless the Father who has sent me draws him, and I will raise him up at the last day. <laughs> it is written in the prophets that they shall all be taught by God. Therefore, everyone who has heard and learned from the Father comes to me. That's it. That is it. You understand me. So we need to understand that everybody is on their individual walks. Yeah? Take the story of the prodigal son. He went on his individual walk. And at some point he said to himself, in fact, in fact, I've got a father actually. And the servants eat better than me there. And they said, you know what? I'm going to go and ask to even be a servant because I have fumbled it. You get me? But the father draws, drew my guy back yeah so worry not worry not about your sister's journey what I've realized is there is no amount of words that you can say to somebody to draw them back because this is their journey people's personal experiences can either make or break their faith people's personal experiences can either change things from this situation to that situation it can either they can either say you know what i'm a christian or actually i'm converting to islam it's personal experiences and everybody's on their individual journey there is no combination of words no amount of words that you can say to somebody in order to keep them where you want them to be all you can do is show love show support and and leave it there and pray for them wherever you are and encourage them whenever possible encourage them but don't make it about you and about oh, when are you coming back and because that could tend to push people away this is still your sister at the end of the day so the best you can do is love your sister yeah and just accept that there are now differences. But don't go, oh, I don't want to hear about that Sunday church because you know that's not the, you know that's not what we believe. You know that's not what we've been raised to believe. No. Listen attentively. Ask questions. Yeah. Ask questions. You know, if they want to give their Bible verses or they want to give their personal experiences, you can only meet it biblically, and the rest of it is just showing love so i hope i have um i hope i have made sense here right and if i haven't made sense then get at me yeah let's talk about it let's talk about it um before i sign off yeah let me leave you with a quote and the quote says for we walk by faith not by sight Wah, wah, wah. I'm sorry the episode is over, but please tune in next week for another exciting journey. Goodbye, goodbye, bye, bye, bye. Have good vibes.
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.